Welcome back. This is the Confident Collective Podcast, and we are your hosts. I'm Rayanne. And I'm Christina. We are curb models, content creators, and some would even say comedians. We started the Confident Collective Podcast to help you live your most confident life by sharing our stories and sitting down with experts to talk about, well, life. We chat sex, dating, business, relationships, and so much more. We hope you love this episode, so let's get into it. Feel attacked right now. <laughs> okay, well, I think you need to explain yourself. Okay, so I genuinely think, and I think I've had conversations with my single friends about this. Okay, so in the modern dating world, I think you, I feel like this is your way of saying you're old, you've been out of it. So let me explain to you how things are right now. Well, I was wasn't gonna say that, but yes. That's exactly <laughs> what you're saying. I was All trying right, to bitch, be, let me hear it. I was trying to be nice about let it. Let me hear it. Okay. 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 Mm-hmm. You know what? Okay, so Christina, you're old as fuck. You've yeah. been out of the okay. game. I've been out of the game for a while. You. Okay. So I think when the exclusive talk is like, okay, after a few dates, like you want to continue to get to know somebody, like you're like, I'm not dating anybody else. Like, where are you at? Whatever. So we had that conversation after date like five. Okay. And so we had the conversation of like, we're really liking each other. We're wanting to get to know each other. We're not dating anybody else. Okay. I think like the next step then is like, okay, like we are in a relationship. Like we're boyfriend, girlfriend. (laughs) But I think there's like still time. Like you want to make sure like you're like, okay, like I don't want to, we've only been seeing each other for a month. Hypothetically. (laughs) Like, okay, well, it's real. But I don't, I personally feel very good about where it's at. No, that's fine. I'm very happy for you to feel great about where it's at. And I think you should feel great about where it's at. Well, I'm confused and what you're leaving out is how this person said to you, in a certain amount of time, he will make you his girlfriend. No, he was, like, basically saying— He was basically like, I want to ask you, and I want it to be, like, special. Okay, like, I guess we're that's having sweet. those— I mean, we've only been seeing each other for a month. I kind of just feel like you month. guys are boyfriend and girlfriend kind. I, guess I mean, I, essentially I we guess are. saying like, that out loud, I do, like, understand the difference. I just think it's fine when you're dating someone to have that conversation of, like, okay, we're exclusive, and then to continue to get to know each other and then be like, okay, we're in a relationship. Okay, I just need a male's perspective on this because our producer heard this and he's like, oh, hell no. So, Chris, yeah, okay, Chris t- I want to hear honest. your thoughts on this. Okay, I'm, I'm going to clarify a little I want bit. you to be I'm completely gonna, gonna honest. Take, I'm, I will, but okay. I'm going to— to take a little bit back my initial reaction. Okay. <clears throat> I was more so thinking about my prior like experience with something like this where I was kind of avoiding a relationship essentially. Okay. But you it w- doesn't sound really like that's what's happening here. here. It just now that you've explained the context of like oh he wants it to be special like that sort of thing. It seems like that makes sense. Like if that's the delineation that that makes sense to me. Yeah. But what were you thinking before? I like would, before in the past, yeah, like what, what have whoa, you done? Yeah, what have you for done for the girls that are listening to look look out for? Um, it, I would say it was kind of two sided that we both didn't like. We're kind of one foot in, one foot out. Like New York dating, we, I was like twenty four, twenty five at the time. It was even crazier. Um, but yeah, it it just it, that was not a healthy situation. Yes, Situ- situation at all. Okay, well, okay. Um, well this I feel a lot like more yeah, I feel like yeah. if you're in a situation. Where you're feeling good, I feel like we're bo- not one foot in, one foot out. We're both, like, very excited about each other. It's just, like, we're just taking time. time. Yeah, that's fine. Yeah. He's yeah. setting the bar high, though. He's setting, He's the, setting bar- the bar high right now for, He's like, setting- this, this big event. Okay, I don't think it's going to be a big event. Okay, I don't think it needs to be a big event. <laughs> he did ask me to be his valentine. That's so cute. I know, it's really cute. I was like, oh, my God, no one's ever asked me that before. That's so cute. <sighs> but then we were talking about, I don't know if this is, 
I would love to hear what you have to say on this. Let me hear this. What's like the craziest shit you've done in a relationship? Like <laughs> I've done some crazy, and I don't know. Like I was, what? Like I mean, like I tried to run my car off the road once. Hmm? <laughs> well, to hurt him, or because you were so mad, you're like, I'm gonna run off this car off the road. That the second. You know what's fucking and crazy? I, I barely left the lane, you guys. It was fine, but he I was saw, he in the car. He was in the car. Mm. And he, some girl was texting him, come snuggle, and I had had it. And I literally, the rage, I was no. like, I'm going to crash this car. I was just like, I've, I was like, literally like, this man has sent me to the edge. And I was like, Ugh. No, it was I fine. actually feel that's completely valid. And Thank if anything, you, you should have sideswept his ass. No, literally. Yeah. I was like, he deserves to get a little scared. He, some girl this. was texting him, I want to come snuggle with you while you're no, no, in a relationship with him? He texted her, come snuggle, question That's mark. fucking even worse. I know. And then had the audacity to tell me it wasn't anything. I was like, <sighs> Oh, this man sent me to the edge. Okay, honestly, I probably would have gotten violent. No, I honestly was like, I've had it. I remember driving and I was like, this is not worth it. I was like, this is not, this is not worth it. I know this is kind of dark, but it's like kind of funny. Yeah. Another one of my friends said she almost jumped out of an Uber. She was fighting with her boyfriend. She was like, I just started opening the door and just. I have definitely done that. (laughs) Out of my own moving car. (laughs) Steve and I are, I I can't remember scenario, but I know for shit. I like for sure I've done that where we've been fighting about something and I was just so dramatic about it. And I like got out of the moving car. And he's like, what are you doing? And I'm like, it's you're the problem, yeah. not me. Don't act like I'm fucking crazy. I'm not fucking crazy for getting throwing myself out of a moving vehicle. You're crazy for making me like this. Yes. I yeah. Agree. Okay. So, so valid. I'm trying to think of what else I've done. It's funny that you say that, though, because when I've gotten really mad and I need to get, and like, let off steam, I get in the car and I'm like, that is fucking dangerous. Wait, that's scary. And I I've, like, driven be- really fast. That's, like— my yeah literally sometimes I really do think that in another life I was a race car driver and I think that's where I get such crazy road rage like the road rage I have towards Steve when he is driving is insane really? I should probably talk to someone about this because he's like Christina if I drove the way you wanted me to drive we would get there maybe three minutes faster can you please chill out oh he's a chiller driver he's You're a crazy. chill driver and I'm an insane passenger but I feel like a lot of times when people are in insane passengers they're like oh my gosh stop stop you're going too fast me I'm like can you please fucking drive faster I was like the speed limit is 30 you are going 32 <laughs> You can at least go, go 35. 35. <laughs> like, literally. <laughs> so I am just a psycho bitch. Fair. Okay, it's fair. that's not bad. Yeah. It's funny to talk about, like, the crazy shit people have made you do. Like, I one Valentine's Day, actually. Mm-hmm. He, we were supposed to, like, obviously spend Valentine's Day together. But yeah. he was like, no, I'm going out with the guys because we won this tennis tournament. I was Dude, like, I, I don't cannot give a believe how much shit you put tournament. up with. So he, I went to the frat house he was at. I fucking grabbed a cup of beer and I fucking... <laughs> In his face. Oh, and then good. left. And all the okay. fat guys, it was Pike. They were like, oh! And I was like... Well-deserved. It felt good. Well-deserved. Were, were your friends, crazy. like, empowering you with that? My friends literally, like, ran, you're fucking insane. But, like, also, like, it was just very toxic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. My nickname, they they would be like, oh, Ran, the beers go in, the tears come out. Because I was just like... <laughs> <laughs> Wait, <laughs> just repeat that? I, the beers go in, the tears come out. Are you a very out. emotional drinker? Because of this man, he fucking made me fucking crazy and sad. I would cry and drink and throw drinks and, the like, get into beer, fights and, like— Dude, you should have been on reality TV. Oh, I could have—oh, back in the day, I was fucking crazy. 
dude, he'd be in the shower. I'd be like sh- going through his phone. My hands would be really? shaking, screenshotting s- shit, sending it I to myself. I cannot believe you were in such a toxic relationship for so long. Oh my God. It was so bad. Wait, that's insane. I guess I never really had that experience because, and we'll get into more of this in the episode, but I just didn't, wasn't in, ever in a relationship during like my crazy, crazy years. And yeah. when I finally was in like some relationships, like the men were good and treated me well. So like I never had the opportunity to be toxic, you know? Yeah. Gosh, I would have thrived in that environment. <laughs> you would have thrived. thrived. You would have thrived. Oh, I would have gotten so fucking jersey on someone's ass. Oh, yeah, you would have. Actually, my friend that I was roommates with in college, her, we became friends because she was new to school, which also this just reminded me of when Nicholas started school and I was like crying because they didn't throw him a party for being the new kid. And <laughs> Rayanne like, was like, what did you expect? I was like, I really expected I don't know. There'd be balloons at least. (laughs) I was like, I really expected hugs, warmth, like, I don't know, cookies. Oh, my God. Anyways, she was like the new girl in our dorm. And I'm not even kidding you. It was like 8 in the morning. And I heard her screaming fucking bloody murder. And she was like across the hall, screaming bloody murder. She was like throwing stuff. It was insane. And I was like, I was like, dude, are you okay? Like, what is going on? And that's how we became friends. Wow. Mm -hmm. Female rage just bonded you together. I love that. Um, Well, we really just jumped into that (laughs) hot top, but what else is going on in your life, Christina? Oh, my gosh. Well, first of all, I just got back from the most amazing trip. I was on a brand trip with Maybelline, and I loved it so much. It was just, one, I realized I'm very much a mountain lady. Like, being in the mountains (laughs) makes me just feel so calm and peaceful. The group was awesome. The team was awesome. And it was just so fun. I I had such a good time. So that's what's up with me. Also, since I've been updating you guys a lot on my neighbor situation, I I don't know if I mentioned this, but I am pretty sure that in like five, ten years, if we're still in this town, I'm going to be mayor of the town. Like, Wait, I can really see that for you. I can really. I'm like kind of joking about it. Like you're going to kind of like run the town. I kind of feel like that's a possibility. And I do feel like that's my later in life calling, like being super involved in the community, like making it. What? Well, you're in the blazer today in the microphone. I'm like, I feel like I can see you. Like, this is my press conference, conference right Ms. now. Mazias, Mazias. Oh, no. Yes, yes. Are we D'Angelo? Zias. Mazias, Mazias. Maybe I'll change my name for that, you know, so they don't look me up and find photos of me with blondes on the internet. True. Christina D'Angelo. Yes. 2034. 2034. <laughs> Town council. <laughs> President. Anyways, um, so our neighbors, I was, I was thinking all week, I was like, what are we doing for the Super Bowl? Like, what are we going to do for the Super Bowl? I was like, I was kind of hoping that our neighbors would invite us over um, because they invited us for New Year's and we didn't go because we ended up hosting a New Year's Eve party. Anyways, I'm away on this trip. And one of my neighbors was like, hey, what are you guys doing for New Year's? We're having a Super Bowl party at the other neighbor's house. Do you want to come? I was like, yes. So I got invited to a neighbor's house for a Super Bowl party. Like, all the young families in our neighborhood are going. I haven't even met this neighbor yet. They just invited us. Wait, that's so fun. I know. So I'm just really, really excited for all my new friends. And they all have kids. And it's going to be so fun. And I literally – actually, you know, I am kind of invested in the game just because of Travis and Christian McCaffrey. But – Wait, I have two major updates after you finish your story, but I just can't forget, so I had to tell you. Sorry to interrupt. Well, mostly I was going to say, I literally don't give a shit about the game, so I'm just excited to talk to everyone. Do you know what I mean? It'll be very, very fun. To piggyback off of your story. Yeah. I think that is so fun, because growing up, 
we all like had big Super Bowl parties like with our neighbors when oh, we were kids. I love that. And one year we were such a shit show. So I hope the kids are not like this. So first oh, of gosh, all, they pro- mine probably will be. My little sister stuck her hand in the DVD player and it got stuck. <laughs> and my mom had to take her to the emergency room because oh, her hand Justine? was like gushing blood. Yes, unbelievable. Then I was under the kitchen table where you know my dad had spent all day preparing the food. It was this was like when the Broncos were in the Super Bowl. So like oh. everyone in Colorado was like going crazy. Yeah. I remember seeing, like, you know those plugs we used to have on the ground? They were, like, r- big round plugs. I don't know. They were, like, on the ground in the in Like the outlets? House. Outlets, okay. yeah. I remember sticking my finger in that outlet. And I was like, no. <laughs> I got electrocuted. <laughs> I got electrocuted. So I'm literally, my hands are black. No my hair way. Is like, my dad's like, what the fuck? Then my older sister, Tori. Did you go to the hospital? I, they didn't take me to the hospital. Okay. My little sister's already at the hospital with my mom. Wait, this is the same party? Same party. Oh, my God. Tori starts digging through the trash, and she slices her hand on a can. Oh, my so God. So she's fucking gushing, but it was a disaster. And then our neighbor is, like, streaking because the Broncos won the Super Bowl. Like, it was chaos. Also— oh, children. I recently found out I went to school with Christian McCaffrey. No way. Yeah, he was from Colorado. He went to my school. In your grade? No, he's he two in- years younger. I love him. I, I did love not his know mom. That. I love his family. I love Olivia Colpo. I'm yes. like, I think they were the most stunning couple Sickening. ever. And honestly, I'm really, really happy for her, even though I've never met her in my entire life. She just seems nice. She just seems nice. She just seems like a down-ass chick. And I feel like she has had bad luck with men mm. who've not treated her how she should be treated. Yeah. And sometimes, this is why I think I'm ultra defensive of her. Someone send this to her, please. Um, yeah. Is because I forget where I saw. I think I was like looking at his post, honestly. And... People were commenting like, oh, like gold digger girlfriend or whatever. I'm like, you fucking idiots. Do some research. Do you know how easy it is to use Google? Like, look her up. This girl like decided she wants to do a pageant. Wins Miss America. Wins Miss Universe. Is like one of the biggest, like most influential people on social media. Has brands. Is a restaurateur. Do not come for her like that. Okay. Am I about to be besties with her? Wait, honestly, you just slide into her DMs. You just slide into her DMs. <laughs> like we were talking about last week, I was sliding into celebrities. You need to slide into like, her. Like, just have some respect. Yeah, have, have some, respect some respect. okay? On Olivia. Yeah. God. And it, excuse me, like, and it's kind of like the same thing with Travis and Taylor, how people are, like, annoyed about her. Like, do you not realize, like, how accomplished she is? Like, he's fucking lucky to be with her. And that's how I feel yeah. about Christian and Olivia as and well. Olivia. Wow. Okay, what else is going on? Oh, you know, since I'm um, angry, I'm just going to continue. Let it out. I'm just going to continue on this. Remember how I was saying a couple weeks ago that I get, like, I get so nervous when things get shared from Instagram to Facebook? Yes. So the clip of us talking to Jared about curvy women dating got shared to my Facebook. You posted it on your, not got shared, you posted it on your Facebook. Accidentally. <laughs> video got shared to Facebook. No, Christina, you posted it. Accidentally. <laughs> You're like, how did this video get posted? You fucking posted it. Let's just clarify that. Okay. I posted this, fo- this video, okay, and it accidentally got posted on Facebook too. And this fucking guy, I'm just going to say his name, TJ, that we were friends with in LA, commented on it. And I need to read you his comment. Because I'm like, you aren't fucking getting the point. Um, so he's a trainer, or he was a trainer. Like, that's how we know him. Honestly, he is a really nice guy. But, like, mm, I would say all this could. to his face, so I don't mind saying it now. Yeah. You guys know the clip, right? It's just him yeah. talking about how, yeah, he does think it's harder for curvy women. And he's like, isn't most of America curvy now? Question, question. The obesity rate in America is higher than ever before. Mm. Also, pretty sure America is the, officially the most unhealthy and most obese country in the world. Ugh. But like that. I'm like, Ugh. you fucking loser. 
Listen, like that's not even the question that we're asking. That and is like not, that's so unproductive and just annoying. He is just one of sorry, TJ, whatever, but he reminds me so much of someone I won't share the names because I wouldn't say it to their face because I whatever. Like Can these trainers. Me? I'm like, these trainers, literally, like if you could be having a conversation about something totally different and they'll bring it back to that shit. And I'm like, okay, literally it's relevant. I'm like, I'm like, that's not even the conversation of what we're saying. It's not and even- it's like these meathead guys who are just like kind of the mentality of like, oh, if you're overweight, like you're just lazy. Right. I'm like, sir. And also that you're just unhealthy and fine. Like they're obviously like, you can't judge health. And like, there is a scale that is unhealthy, right? Yes. Like not going to deny that. Yes. Right. But that's not what we're fucking talking about here. No. Uh, and and <sighs> then this other random woman who somehow found my page. I'm like, she doesn't follow me. Like, this is why I, Facebook is scary. Facebook's scary. She goes, this woman it must be like 70 years old. Okay. Listen, I am not above coming for 70-year-old women, okay? I mean, they really can get scared. The older She women- was like, curvy, question, 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 question. How about chunky? And I was like, is this about me? Was she trying to call us chunky? I mean, mm. it's fine. I am chunky. I'm a little chunker. But that's okay. <laughs> Anyways, okay, I'm done being uh, mean or mad. Wow. Gosh, do you think I've gotten angrier since I moved to Jersey? I do think you've gotten angrier since you moved to Jersey. Or do you think it's just us recording in person? I feel more passionate. No, I do think recording in person, we're just able to like riff more and we're able mm-hmm. to just like let shit out more. Yeah. Because there's not like the lag of yeah. like, you know, where the energy is just there. All right. All right. Anyway, so um, that's what I've been obsessed with. Just a, a couple things. I'm I need s- to hear every detail about the ski trip. Okay, ski. Which I'm so sad I wasn't I know. On. I'm so sad you couldn't go. Ski trip was so fun. It Like, so basically, I don't think I've shared, but every year my sisters and I go on a ski trip to Breckenridge and we invite some of our friends and we all come together. So, like, a lot of people don't know each other. Mm-hmm. And honestly, it was just such a fun group. Everyone just, like, it was just one night we just stayed up drinking wine, having the most outrageous, like, conversations of girl talk. Like, my little sister told the story. We were all dying. Like, and it was so funny because you know those TikToks that are like, oh, she's probably cheating or probably out talking to other guys. (laughs) And then, like, you're doing weird shit. We were literally at one point, like, doing a puzzle. And we were, like, being so (laughs) weird. I'm like, this is a definition of people. Like, girls trip, they're probably out talking to other guys. And we're fucking doing a puzzle. Of course. But... Um, so the first day, the skiing was so fun. And like my little sister's a very good skier because she lives in Breckenridge. And so she skis like after work, like she skis all the time. What a life. What a life. She's literally living her dream life. She manifested it. I'm so proud of her. Anywho, I was like keeping up with the girls who are really good skiers. And I'm like, fuck yeah, like I'm good at skiing. Like, okay. Then we got like probably eight inches of powder. Mm, Everyone's like powder, powder, fresh pow, blah, blah, blah. I'm sorry. Have you skied on powder? I don't think so. Actually, yes. It is yes. so One hard. Time in mammoth. My legs were quaking. Yeah. And basically, like people just skiing down the mountain, it makes moguls. And I'm like That's my nightmare. And I'm literally like, I just my my way, my technique for skiing is just to haul ass down the mountain. I just want to get down mm. and go fast. And so I'm fucking going horizontal across these moguls. I'm like, <laughs> like just flying. I fell twice that day. I was just so tired. I was mm. like, oh my God, I can't. But it was really fun. Wait, I have a qu- couple things real quick. Yeah. But you just want to go as fast as you can down the mountain? Yeah. Okay, so that's funny. I'm like, 
this just reminded me of us walking down the street the other day. Oh my <laughs> God. I feel like sometimes when I'm skiing, if it's like super flat and like and stuff, like I want to go fast if it's just like an easy run. But I am the type of skier that's like going, careening down the greens, ch- taking photos of the trees. Yeah, that's at how the you birds. walk too. That's how I walk too. I'm like, we're trying to walk somewhere. We're trying to go to the podcast studio and I'm like, are you coming? <laughs> Christina's fucking like lollygagging, lollygagging, <laughs> lollygagging behind me, and she's like on her phone. She's like, duh, duh, duh. just I've never honestly for me to walk as slow as you, like it's a challenge. That is just the funniest thing to me because I swear to you, I'm always forty feet in front of Steve, and I'm like, are you coming? <laughs> are you coming? And he's like trying to talk. I was like, I'm not having a conversation unless you catch up with me. That was literally us, but I, <laughs> I was you. Okay, but yeah. well, I'm so happy that it sounds like so much fun. It was so much fun, but I was telling all my single girlfriends. Friends, I was like, guys, this is where we meet men. Like, this is where you're yes. gonna meet men. Like, Breckenridge, Breckenridge, and you do. But we ended up meeting a group of gay men. Oh, I love that. Hot gay men. Oh, and my we fave. literally had the best time. We met them in the hot tub. They thought I had an OnlyFans. They were like, what's this? So I got out of the No, so <laughs> literally, what were you doing that made no, them think literally. that? So Context, I'm in, like, please. I'm in like my little swimsuit and a cowboy hat, obviously. You were taking videos? I didn't even take videos in there, but I was like, okay, guys, like I'm going to go in. I got to record some stuff. And so then <laughs> they, I get, leave the hot tub and they're like, okay, what's her deal? Like, what's her deal? And they're like, what do you mean? They're like, okay, we think she's either an influencer has an OnlyFans and I say that as the biggest compliment and I I'm love like, that I'm like did you guys think I was gonna go inside and just like film some OnlyFans content so anyway we ended up meeting up with them later and they were just so fun and I would say most of them were gay and then a couple of them were straight but they were just all fun like all friends and they do the ski trip together and I'm like this is so fun and they had this thing where they basically, if they went up to someone in the group, they have to say, swap shirts with me. They take their shirts off and then they trade shirts. Okay. So they were doing that with some of our girls in our group. So like my sister was taking her shirt off. Wallace took her shirt off. We're swapping shirts with these guys. It was so funny. Wait, that's so fun. Um, we were dancing on tables. It was so much fun. But I feel like it's taken me three days to recover because I also slept in a bunk bed. Mm-hmm. And so I didn't really sleep. And then... The last night we stayed out to like three in the morning, so I didn't sleep again. So now I finally feel kind of like well rested. I've just been sleeping through my hatch alarm. I'm like, I gotta change it to a higher setting because oh, yeah, maybe I'm like you need snoozing. You need to change it to the person that like yells at you to get up. Yeah, I think so. I didn't know they had that. Mine was the Malibu ri- Malibu's waves and sunrise. Oh, that sounds lovely. So it's like, <laughs> that was yeah. supposed to be a bird. <laughs> I don't know. So I'm finally recovered, but it was so much fun. All right, what are you obsessed with, Christina? Okay, so we've had Amanda Hirsch on the podcast. She is the host of the Not Skinny But Not Fat podcast, Mm -hmm. and she interviewed Mike The Situation. I have never watched the Jersey Shore. What? Mm -hmm. I feel like you probably grew up on that. Everyone, and it was like peaking, and I think it started while I was in college, and everyone was obsessed. I really used to be like just anti-TV, anti-reality TV. Like I don't think I watched TV for at least— for the entire four years I was in college, for sure. Wow. Did not, the, literally, the only thing we watched was Planet Earth and, like, a random movie here and there. Wow. Okay. Um, but so many other people were watching it, and I never watched it. And I just, like, honestly, I used to think I was above reality TV, okay? I was like, that trashy-ass shit. Like, I'm not watching The Housewives. I'm not watching Jersey Shore. I'm not watching any of it. And Anyways, look at you now. <laughs> look at me now. Now I'm, now I'm just trashy. <laughs> um, and so she had Mike the Situation on, and I was like— all right, like I really needed to unpack from this trip. And I was like, I need to put my phone down. Like it is insane 
how much time you waste on social media. I know you all know, but if you put your phone down, I was like, this phone needs to charge. I'm going to put my AirPods in. I'm not touching it until these suitcases are unpacked. Yep. Thank God I did that. Otherwise, they'd still be packed. Yeah. I love him. I love Mike, the situation. He seems, first of all, the way he talks about himself is like he's equally humbled by his situation, by rehab, by jail, but also like thinks he's iconic and knows he's iconic. <laughs> and it's just like the juxtaposition of both. Like, yeah. and, and also he was talking about how first season they got paid like $5,000 or something to do the show. And then the show came back. They're like, congratulations on season two. They gave him the same contracts and they wanted them to sign in. Everyone's like, okay. And he was like, no. And they held out and they got a million dollars. Isn't that, they went from five thousand to a million. Crazy! Whoa! Yeah, and he's like, you got to know your worth. You got to know your worth. Wait, I love that. I love that. It was actually a really empowering podcast. And now I was like, you know what? This would be kind of fun to like go back and watch Jersey Shore because I've yeah. never seen it. Now I live on the Jersey Shore pretty much. Yeah, you should watch it. Honestly, I wasn't really like my mom wouldn't really let us watch it that much, so I kind of had to like watch it in secret. But but you but you've watched it. I've watched bits and pieces of it. Interesting. Did you like it? Yes. It was like so great. Like I was like, oh my god, they go out and they like make out with people and bring them back to the house and like for sex in the hot tub. I'm like, oh my god. I was you know a sheltered little Christian school girl. I <laughs> right, never even so kissed true. anybody. I was like, oh my god, <laughs> they're living. Yeah, <laughs> you're like that's the life. <laughs> they're living the life out there. <laughs> I'm like I want to go to Jersey. <laughs> that's so funny. Yeah, so that's what I've been obsessed with. Like, I literally, like, you should listen to this interview. It, it, it is really, really good. Okay, I will. Well, my obsessed was what we kicked things off with, which was the whole conversation around exclusive versus in a relationship. So mm. we covered that. Okay, well, I think then we should get into our episode about relationships. Today's episode is sponsored by BetterHelp. One of the relationships I am proudest of is the one I have with my parents and my family. I am so grateful for them, and I'm also so proud of myself for the work I have done to make the relationship stronger. A common misconception about relationships is that they have to be easy and they have to be right. And we talk about this in today's episode, right? Like relationships take a lot of work, especially long lasting ones. Therapy can be a great place to work through the challenges you face in all of your relationships, whether with friends, your work, your significant other, or your family. For me, therapy has taught me how to set boundaries, which if you have ethnic parents, you know is not easy. It has also taught me how to communicate and express my emotions in a more effective way, which is something I've always struggled with because, you know, as soon as I start talking about my feelings, I start crying. Therapy has really helped with that. So if you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, super easy and convenient and flexible and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. Become your own soulmate, whether you're looking for one or not. Visit BetterHelp.com slash Confident Collective today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash Confident Collective. Okay, so this is our month of love, as you guys know. And today we want to talk about not ever being in a relationship. Mm -hmm. Because I think this is something that we often get asked about. Yeah. I think this is off also a huge insecurity for a lot of women is that they're like, help, I'm like 26, I've never had a relationship. Help, I'm 32, I've never had a relationship. And I think you would be shocked to know how many people have never had a serious relationship. Yeah. I got so many messages and I posted like a poll and it was only, let me look at the numbers, 42% said that they were in their 20s or 30s and never been in a relationship. 42. 42%. That's almost half, like, that's 
a huge, I feel like when we talk about it, it's like, oh my God, I'm the only one. Yes. Like it's never been in a relationship. Yes. Like you're like the 2% or something. Do you know what I mean? The way we talk about it, I would think it would be like, oh, 5% of women have been not ever had a relationship. 42%. That's, that's a lot. That's a lot. And but, this is a very scientific mm. poll on my Instagram story. Extremely scientific. Very uh, accurate. Great. Um, no, I mean, I know for me, like growing up, I was always questioning, what the fuck is wrong with me? Mm-hmm. Why are all my friends having boyfriends? Why is no one interested in me? Why have I not had a relationship? And in high school, I was like, there was a group of four of us. Three of them had boyfriends. In college, there was like a group of seven of us. Six of us had boyfriends, except me. So it was like a <laughs> you were common the theme. Like I was the one, you know what I mean? Yeah. And I do feel like this is a cycle for a lot of women and it's so easy to feel like there's something wrong with you. Yeah. And I mean, I, so all throughout high school, no boy was like, I, I was friends with this really skinny blonde girl named Mallory and all of the guys were obsessed with Mallory. And so that's when I think it kind of started where I was like, oh my God, like, okay. And every guy I liked would like, I'd be like, oh, like there's something here. He'd be like hooking up with Mallory. Mm -hmm. My biggest crush in high school Oh, my God. Joe Seltzer. Doesn't that just sound like a high school crush's name? <laughs> Seltzer? Yeah, I guess. Joe sure. Seltzer. Oh, he was so hot. He was like, mm, I had the biggest crush on him. Hooking up with Mallory. I was like, oh, my God. Like, am I fucking an ogre? And then I've only had one boyfriend. I mean, I'm 30, and I've only had one boyfriend. Like, that—I'm like, I haven't had all this experience. Right. And I kind of feel like in the last five years that I've been single— like, there have been times where I'm like, oh, my God, like, what's, like, am I, is there something wrong with me? Like, I, am I just not a relationship person? Because I see all these people who just, like, get into relationships, and I'm just like, that feels crazy to me. Like, mm-hmm. for me to be able to get like to that point with someone. Like, they're constantly in a monogamous relationship. Yeah, yeah, and I think it's just, like, people are wired differently. Yeah. Like, we really are. And I, But I do think, like, the common theme is that women are so insecure about it because they think they're, like— the only one that hasn't been in a relationship. Right. And that for some reason there's like something wrong with them. Right. Upon reflecting in like my high school years and college years, I can think of two specific scenarios where now looking back on it, I was like, dude, that person liked you. Like you hung out every single day, just the two of you. Like he asked you to prom, like he all these things. And for really? me, I truly, I don't know if it was like, just me being insecure, me even at that time being like nervous about my lack of experience or what it was, or just like thinking that no one was going to like me or just being scared to be in a relationship. But I, it is insane. The wall I put up anytime I liked a guy and they started to act like they were liking me too. Immediately. I would do something to put myself in the friend zone. Immediately, I would like start talking about another guy I was interested in or like start getting mean to them and like being weird and like distancing myself. Like, I'm not even kidding you every single time. And I was like, wait a minute, like you are the fucking problem. Mm. So it's interesting to reflect on that. And I, I bet you like maybe not for everyone, but if you look back and trace those scenarios, like there was this, even this guy in college I was obsessed with. He took me on a date. I refused to believe it was on. we were on a date. Like, even on that date, I started, like, talking about other people, even though I wanted to be on a date with him. Because in my mind, I was like— It was like a defense mechanism. It was a defense mechanism. You, like, I think didn't I was, want to open up. You didn't want to get hurt. So you were like— Exactly. 
Interesting. Yeah. I feel like I, in high school, honestly, I believed I was like, what the fuck is going on? I'm so much cooler than her. I'm so much funnier than her. I'm like, what? Like, she doesn't have a personality. Yeah. We're clearly not friends anymore. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, girl. <laughs> she didn't. She was like PWT, plain white toast. And I'm Wait, like, what? Is this P-W- a thing? PWT. I've never heard that. Oh my God. It's my favorite. Plain white toast. Like, oh my gosh. Also, anyone who <sighs> eats plain white toast, Ew. It's just like kind of like disgusting. What are you adding? Nothing. Not very much. Literally. You gotta smother I mean, that shit with butter. So yeah, she got all the things. I'm fucking on. like, I'm like a piece of bread with You're Nutella, Ezekiel. Nutella <laughs> and bananas and honey on that shit. Maybe even some seeds. Yeah. Oh, mm-hmm. uh, no. I don't like that. Okay. It's okay. okay. But no, I'm like, I'm like a fucking delicious piece, delicious snack. Why are these guys not seeing it? Yeah. And so I guess I was kind of the opposite. But then as I got older, I definitely think, like, I I fell more into that mindset of, like, not wanting to put myself out there yes. because I was, like, so tired of, like, feeling rejected that I was just like, ugh, like, it's just easier just to have these walls up and to not open up and not put myself out there because I don't want to be hurt. It is so weird that you just said that word, rejected, because even until right now in this conversation, I did not even think of it as that at all. But I think I was scared of being rejected. Yeah. Even though these people were seemingly interested in making those moves, I would literally do everything. Because like, then it would like it would reaffirm probably the doubts that you were having yeah. about yourself. Right. Exactly. If they reject you. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. This feels like therapy. <laughs> Yeah, um, that'll be two twenty five an hour. <laughs> Wait, is that what your therapist is? Yes. She's expensive. She's expensive, but she's good. She, <laughs> she good, girl. I think we should read some of the insecurities that we have t- pulled from TCC listeners. Okay. Because I think that knowing you're not alone in these insecurities is comforting. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think a lot of people want a partner. This was actually really interesting. I've gotten a couple people saying, I want a partner, but I see all of my friends in relationships and they actually seem unhappy. I feel like that's really common. You do? Like, okay, I have a, th- a couple things to say about this. Okay. As someone who's been in a relationship for a long time, mm-hmm. in my own relationship and in every relationship I know, you are never 100% happy all the time. Like yeah. that is just not realistic. Yeah. Think about like your friendships, like your past relationships, your like your relationship with your parents or your siblings. Someone annoys you sometimes. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Of course. And I think that relationships are a lot of work. And I think like you could be equally happy as you are unhappy sometimes and just because or equally happy as you are annoyed or whatever it is. Right? But I think what happens is just because you are mad at something or just because like I want to throw myself out of a car one time, like, doesn't mean, like, the relationship isn't good. Do you know what I mean? Like, people have arguments, people have fights, and I think it's very easy for people to vent to their friends about it. Yeah. Especially, like, you want to vent to your friends more than your family. Like, these are the people you talk to, like, people you confide in. And I think that people sometimes then use that as, like, oh, you're unhappy. It's like, no, like, I was just fucking mad. Like, haven't you ever been mad before? And I think there is a difference, though, between genuinely being unhappy in a relationship. Yeah, that is true. Because I think I was in that situation Mm -hmm. where, like, I would say— Like, I think, obviously, the good times should outweigh the bad. Yeah. And in my situation, it wasn't. It didn't. Mm -hmm. And I was way more unhappy than I was— happy Mm -hmm. and I think like I for so long I was just like so comfortable in this situation and then when I was single I realized how much happier I was and actually less lonely Mm -hmm. than I was in that relationship and I think it was like the fear of being alone that kept me there because I was just like scared it would be worse but honestly it's like 
it was so much better in my situation. So I think it really is just relationships. You can't make blanket statements about any yes. of them. And I think both can be true in that situation. Um, this woman said, okay, I'm 30 and I feel like all the good ones are taken. That's not true. I feel like it's easy to, when you're dating to get discouraged and yeah. like feel like that. But I genuinely, there are so many people amazing out people out there. And if you're single and you think you're a great person, like there's, there's going to be great people out there yeah. for you. I think this is a really common one too, is that this person said she was 32. I want a husband and kids so badly, but I'm insecure about being plus size. I got that one a lot. a lot. I would say that was probably the top thing of like when we asked what was your biggest insecurity around being single, never having been in a relationship, it was body image, mm-hmm. which in all my years we've been on this podcast, like talking about dating, I remember I was like the first thing when I get rejected is like, oh, they don't like me because of my size. Yeah. And I think it's like because that kind of is – a true narrative in society and in like the media that we do see. So that's easy to be like the first thing. Mm -hmm. But I promise there are men out there or whoever you're dating, people out there, men, women, who find you attractive. Yeah. Like you don't have to be stick thin for someone to find you attractive. And But the thing with that is like I really do truly believe that. Like I think that everyone has someone who will find them desirable. And multiple people. Do you know yeah. what I mean? But I really do think if that is a huge insecurity of yours, then you need to do something about it, like, on the inside. Because either you need to fully embrace yourself in your size you are right now or do something to make yourself feel more confident. Whether that's, like, I don't know. Like, for me, like, working out makes me feel more confident even if my body's not changing. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Oh, yeah. I completely agree. So, like, you need to do something because if you're just sitting there being, like, I'm not going to be in a relationship because I'm not plus size. I'm scared that someone's not going to like me because of my size. Then do something about it. Because if you do want to get married and have kids, like, what the fuck are you doing? Like, he's not going to come sit, find you, like, on your couch and convince you, like, you're beautiful and happy the way you are because you have to convince yourself you're beautiful and happy the way you are first, mm-hmm. you know? And that reminds me so much of, like, when I started therapy earlier this year or last year, I was telling her how much I want to work on, like, my confidence with men and in dating and that scenario. And after two sessions, she's like— this has nothing to do with men. Mm-hmm. We need to work on the confidence within yourself. Yeah. And I was like, holy shit. Yeah, like I need to fucking look inwards and figure out what's going on with me regardless of men and dating because that's like, all of that stuff doesn't matter until you figure out what's going on with yourself. So I think that's so, so true. Exactly. People are scared to be vulnerable as a fat woman and also fetishized. 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 I can't say that word. Fetishized. Fetishized. It sounds weird when you say fetishized. Fetishized. Yeah. Is that right? Yeah. I actually, what do you think? Like, how do you tell if someone is just like attracted to you in your body and versus fetishizing you? This is how you tell. You look at their Instagram for you page. If it's all like like bigger women who look exactly like you and he's like looking at all these girls, that's when I think you're being fetishized. Mm. I don't know. I just made that up right now, but that's what comes to me. Okay. I feel like, for instance, if it's, like, all feet pick, you're like, okay, this guy, like, has a fetish, you know? Yeah, or if, like, the only thing he says to you is, like, well, but but then at the same time, I'm kind of like, if someone's complimenting my body, I'm like, I'll take it. You know what I mean? (laughs) Right. Tell me more, baby. But, like, it has to be, like, if it's your body is the only thing they're complimenting, the only thing they're obsessing over. And I think, like— And also if they only are trying to be physical with you and not have a relationship beyond anything else. Yes. 
I agree. I agree. Then that's definitely fetishy. Yeah. And it's like, and I, and I do think like you can kind of tell, like you get like a gut feeling. Yeah. Of like, oh, you know, this is feeling a bit weird. But don't assume that just because someone's interested in you, they're like fetish, fetish. I can't say that fucking word. Let's come up with another <laughs> word for it. <laughs> I don't know what word we would use. Don't <sighs> think because someone's interested in you, they're like, oh my Love God, that word. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't even say anything. Is that interesting? <laughs> Yes. Yeah. Well, you guys know oh, what Christina is trying to say. Yeah. Just because someone is showing interest in you doesn't mean they're fetishizing you. Yeah. There, I said okay. it for you. Perfect. Thank you so much. Thank You're you. Wo- You're welcome. <laughs> okay. This woman said, I'm 24 and I'm worried about friends and family making a deal when I introduce them. Making a big deal. Making a big deal. Yeah. Yeah. I mean— I don't think you need to worry about that. Don't worry about that. Like, worry about—that should not be a reason you're not, like, trying to get into a relationship. No. I, I mean— and also, you don't have to introduce them right away. Like, don't worry. That. And also, if someone's really interested in you and you're introducing them to your family and they make it a big deal, like, that person's going to be excited to be a part of your family, too, and, like, and meet them, you know? Yeah. They're going to be like, oh, my gosh, your family's so fun. So like, they like me. They're exci- fr- yeah. Yeah. I don't think you need to worry about that one. Okay. I'm 30. I would love a partner, but I'm insecure about my lack of experience with dating and sex. I think this one was the second most common submission I got mm-hmm. versus after the being plus size. I really think that like, uh, how do I say this? I don't know. I'm curious what you're going to say. Even from my perspective, like I think sex, you should do whatever you want, whatever. But if I'm dating a guy and I found out he's had sex with like 150 women, I'd kind of be like, oh God. If he was yeah. like, I've had, never had sex, I'd be like, Mm, that's kind of a turn on. Mm-hmm. I don't know. And I, I mean, maybe is that kind of like, I don't even know what word that is. Maybe I'm going to get in trouble for saying that. But like, I don't think lack of experience, like for me, that's actually like a green flag. And and not to shame people who have been on the other side of it. I'm just trying to like, because I definitely have not, you know. I, <laughs> Are you okay? No, because I'm Are trying. Okay? Because I'm getting nervous because I don't want to offend people. Okay. What I'm saying is, is I've definitely slept with more than one person. Right. Well, you know, but like, so I'm not judging, but I just think that like, as I've gotten older, I really think about sex as like a very sacred, like special thing. Mm-hmm. And if you haven't sex with people, like, I don't think, I really don't think anyone's going to care. And if they do, it's probably a, maybe a positive thing. Yeah, I think so too. And honestly, like, if that is something you're insecure about, first of all, if you're getting into a new relationship, it's okay to take things slow. And by the time that that time comes around where you do want to be intimate with someone, at that point, like, you're already invested in the relationship and they're invested into you. Mm-hmm. And I think that will just feel like a natural conversation and it will make it feel more intimate and more special. Like, mm-hmm. I don't think you should be worried about that at all. Yeah, I actually think it's like a positive thing. I think so too. I'm 27 and I'm worried that never being in a relationship might be a reg a red flag to someone. Do you think yeah. it's a red flag? I, I mean, I think about that sometimes because you know when like someone's like, oh, why are you single or why aren't you in a relationship? Like it's a bad thing. It's oh. like— Like as if there's something wrong with you. Right, and I think that's kind of—I think it's just because we put so much of an emphasis on relationships and like— and 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 love, romantic love, when there is so much beyond that and fulfillment in platonic relationships and solitude that I genuinely think— Spending time alone is so necessary for Same. a healthy relationship. Like, I think that time is so incredibly important. And so I think it's just people who are like, if someone thinks that that's a red flag, like, I just don't think they're very self-aware. Same. And also, to be honest with you, on the other side, like, if I were 
interested in someone and I found out that they had like two or three past serious relationships, I would be like, I would kind of be nervous. I'd be like, oh my gosh, they're constantly comparing me to like their ex or like, is their ex still in their life? Like, I feel like that would almost feel like more red flaggy to me. And I don't think that either are red flags. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, I don't think so. Either. I think that you can't be worried about that because everyone feels a different way. Yeah. And I think that like, I mean, look, when I first started dating, I will say, like, I was like, oh, my gosh. Like, I was worried I wasn't experienced. I was like, what's wrong with me? And now looking back, I am just so freaking happy. Like, if you want to get married, right, or want to have a long-term partner, we are talking, like, and you get married in your 20s or 30s. Like, you could be with someone for 40, 50, even 60 years. That is a fucking long-ass time. Like, Mm -hmm. you will never be, like, young in your 20s, 30s, single again like that. Like, I really think you could slow down don't need to rush it and just enjoy this time getting to know you, having fucking fun with your friends. Because even if you plan to be friends with your friends that you have now for the rest of your life, the relationship changes. Like you're not going out and partying with your friends. You're not like even just going out to dinner as easily. Like once you're married and have kids, it's just different. You know, you'll never get this time back. So just fucking have fun and enjoy and get to know yourself and what you like. And to play devil's advocate here a little bit, I think where that gets hard is because I've always had that standpoint because I was in my early 20s when a lot of my friends were single and were able to do that. But I think where it starts to get hard is when all of your friends are in relationships. Right, and, and it's like, have someone. fun with your friends, do this. And you're like, I'm fucking trying. And they're always with their fucking partners yeah. and they're doing shit and I'm fucking alone. Like, I think that's very valid. And I think like, I started just doing shit on my own. And then I do think like being intentional intent. We can't speak today. Intentional. I can say that word. Intentional. (laughs) Intentional. Yeah. About making friends who are also in the same phase of life as you. Totally. Is really, really important because I think if you are surrounded by your friends who are all married or in partnerships and you're the only single one, it's going to suck. And it's like having single friends also will make that time, I think, better and put you in like the right mindset of being like, I am having a good time. Like I'm not lonely and miserable. And I think it's always like how you frame it too. Like if someone's like, oh, you've never been in a relationship. Like, no, I haven't. And I've had an amazing time and I've traveled and I have so many incredible friendships and like family. Like if you don't make it, like don't approach it as like, yeah, I've always been single. Like no one's liked me. Like absolutely not. It's Mm -hmm. all about how you frame it. And I think it's important to frame it in a positive mindset just for yourself as well. 100%. And also with that said, I feel like there is nothing wrong with saying that you're single and looking for someone. Mm -hmm. I can't tell you how many friends I have that are single and want to find someone, but they're too embarrassed to say that. And I'm like, fucking scream it. Like when people are asking you if you're single, be like, yeah, I'm single. Like I'm having a great time, but like I would love to meet someone because I just feel like your friends, you never know who can introduce you to someone or who might know someone who's like, oh, wait, like Kathy said she's single. She wants someone. Freddie, your friend Freddie, like, let's set them up. You know what I mean? <laughs> oh, Freddie. This would never happen mm. if you're friends with me because Steve has no eligible friends, unfortunately. Trust me, I know. Um, but hopefully your friends' husbands or boyfriends or coworkers or whatever. Yeah. Have, have a better pool of people. But then also, too, like, even as we're talking about this, I'm like— Oh, like, why does it always have to be like that? Like, we put such an emphasis on romantic love. And, like, yes, it's fine to want to have a partner. But I do feel like now more than ever, I was having a conversation with my sister about this on our ski trip. I think our parents' generation married people or got into partnerships with people because it was, like, just what you do. Mm -hmm. And I think now a lot of people are, like, obviously divorced or in very unhappy situations. And now I think people are more okay 
like would rather be alone than mm-hmm. in an unhappy situation. And like, yes, it's okay to want a partner and we're creatures of um, companionship. Like we want to find companionship and community. But also like we don't have to put such a heavy emphasis on romantic love. Like I think if we were showed different types of love, like – through platonic friendships, family that held as much importance as romantic love, like especially growing up, I feel like we would all be just like way less stressed about finding someone. Yeah, I totally get that and I agree with that. And it is like sad because we did grow up with like that rom-com generation of like, and like Disney princes and seeing like that love. I think for me, like where it feels like different and I see why people are like, yeah, like I do believe like love should be emphasized, like platonic love in other areas. I think it's like when people want to have kids and have a yeah. family. And I think that changes it because unfortunately there is like some sort of timeline that you have to yeah. think about. And I think that's where that stress and pressure comes from. Mm-hmm. So I, I sympathize with people who want that and feel that because like, I get it. Yeah. I get it. That makes it more complicated no, for I, sure. I agree. Um, but if you're listening to this and you're in your 20s and 30s and you've never been in a relationship— You're not alone, Or baby. 40s or whatever. Like, you, are, there are so many women who are in this same boat. And I think it's just about being empowered. You have absolutely nothing to feel embarrassed about. Nothing. Nothing to feel ashamed about. Like, it doesn't mean you're not attractive. It doesn't mean you're not funny or cool or smart. Like, you are all of those things. Mm-hmm. And because you haven't had a relationship, like, is way more common than you think. And it doesn't fucking matter. 100%. All right. Wow. All right, girls. Love you. Happy Valentine's Day. (gasps) Happy Valentine's Day. We didn't even talk about our Valentine's Day plans. What are you doing? Do you have any Valentine's Day plans? I have a Valentine's Day date. Mm -hmm. Um, I was asked to be a Valentine for the first time in my life, as I said. Yay. Mm. And then I think I'm trying to get my friend on the updating show. So hopefully we'll she be at the updating show. She needs to be on the updating show. I know. She's crazy in the best way. She would make such good TV. This is the friend that's scared of me. She is scared of you, which is weird because she's my scariest friend. I know. She's Hint. not scared of me. She's intimidated by me. Sometimes I'm like, are you just constantly rolling your eyes? She is <laughs> literally, like, her eyes are always an eye roll. Like, I'm, she's like, ugh. Oh, my gosh. I miss her. I know. Okay, I know. well, I hope she ends up on updating. And you guys, thank you so much for all the love on the Jared episode. It makes us so happy um, when, when you're share. sharing the episode. It makes such a big difference for us, for our community. And so keep doing that, please. Do you want to tell us what you and Steve are doing? Oh, I don't. I think we're gonna. We're trying to figure that out. Oh, okay. It's kind of complicated with the kids. Okay, fair. Yeah. Okay. Well, we'll get an update next yeah. week. I'll give you an update. All right. We'll see you guys next week. Bye. <laughs> Thank you so much for tuning in today. For more information on this episode, check out the show notes on our website, theconfidentcollective.com, and find us on Instagram at confidentcollective. And if you really loved what you heard, screenshot today's episode in the podcast app and share it in your stories. And don't forget to tag us.